Hello and welcome back to the Isle of Listen podcast. Episode three today is with Liam Rice. Now, I don't want to take anything away from the conversation. However, Liam's story through school, college, to jobs, to where he is today is nothing short of fascinating. Um, so much value to take from this conversation. I really hope you will enjoy, particularly around areas such as, you know, accepting yourself, accepting other people. And once you get to positions such as that, how rhythm things do tend to come. Anyway, I won't hold it up any longer. Here we are, Liam Rice. Sick. So this is actually, go for this, this is easier. So this is actually take two. For, um, recording now? Yeah, we are oh, recording, okay. just to get it on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so this is um, take two for me and Liam. We had a bit of a, we'll call it an audio malfunction at the recording studio at the Alice office. You can be honest, my, basically my knee was bashing against the leg out of just habit, but... Yeah, nervous habits, the, the table, shaking yeah, knee. It was, <laughs> the table's the, too high here, so I should be fine. Yeah, the, um, the recording studio is less than perfect, so yeah, these things happen. So kindly, Max Radio have put us up um, so we can re-record along with another podcast with um, Abby Bass and uh, Danny Kane, which will be following on at some point soon. But anyway, it feels weird going back to the start now. Cause I feel like we should I know, almost... it does, doesn't it? I feel like, um, I don't know, like I'm already like just fi- literally just finished a book as if I've just read a book and now I'm like going, <laughs> going back, to back to it. Again. Yeah, just to start over. So logical place to start. Okay. A lot of people will, in fact, no. So Liam Rice, as you are now, mm-hmm. Which tell us a little bit about you, then we can go back and then go sure, through everything. Sure, yeah. Um, well, you covered my name, so mm-hmm. that's a good start. Yeah. yeah. So my name is Liam Rice. Um, I've just been 26. Um, for those that might know me, I am currently the PR and fundraiser for the Manx SPCA. And so you're a lot more than that. Well, <laughs> so well, that is where what, did you go? Yeah, so that's what it says on my CV. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but for those that don't know me as well, um, or may have recognised, um, I... I have quite a large platform because of my dog. Um, I also have appeared on um, Channel 4 last year as well and done um, numerous of campaigns for different brands uh, for the past year and a half. So I do other things as well, but the Manx's PCA is my main occupation. Yeah, I love how you try and push the, uh, the social media platform onto Luna. Um, <laughs> Luna's, just, Luna's the dog, by yeah. the way. Um, I mean, Luna herself has 100 and... 20-ish thousand Ish, followers yeah. um, on Instagram, which is obviously one and a half the population of the Isle of Man, which is quite impressive, really. Um, uh, yeah, Liam just... himself has over 200,000, um, so can well and truly sort of call himself an influ- influencer. Mm. But whatever that even means, I don't Again, think anyone yeah, really wh- knows. Whatever that means. Um, but yeah, I get quite a lot of, um, not stick, but people tease me that it's because of Luna. And, it, and it, you know, that's she was the kind of doorway into like my life and people have kind of just some reason decided to stick around to see what kind of what I'm up to and I guess a year and a half later here we are yeah I forget it's only been that long it hasn't I know been that long. it That's feels crazy, like it's been it? like 10 years yeah so from one thing we did discuss yesterday was mm-hmm. me sort of meeting you as 25 year old that's now 26 year old Liam mm, thank <laughs> you that, yeah. um, who is this very very self-assured pretty confident guy that seems like he's got it all figured out and then you wrote this article called Finding Me um, yeah. for our listener that's on our blog, uh, which I'll also link in the description. Um, and it basically takes us through your sort of process of mm-hmm. 
becoming not you, you sort of knew who you were when you were younger but it was becoming comfortable with that as such and growing into that yeah a bit it more. was um it was a tricky one actually because um obviously i was really flattered that you guys wanted me to write something for you and it kind of um it took me a while to because obviously school although it was such a long time ago it was a lot did happen so it was hard for me to actually just sit back and give myself a good few hours to you know my open line was opening the can of worms that is high school and that's exactly what it was and trying to just literally just dive back through memory lane and yeah it wasn't um it's quite therapeutic doing something like that in itself isn't it when i finished it i was like oh i feel great like yeah i've just got all this out yeah it's cool um so describe 12 year old liam moving into high school for us to give people Um, a picture yeah sure so um i grew up in kirk michael and that's where i currently am now um I went to Kirkmichael Primary School and the village itself, um, I grew up, it's very safe, very um, a loving community, um, but also on the other hand, maybe perhaps quite sheltered. Um, when I was leaving year six, going into year seven to go to QE2, which is where I went to high school, um, my parents obviously, not teasingly, but you know, they tried to joke around and be like, oh, just be careful about, you know, older kids and they tried to give me the load down as the best parents can do about what to expect for high school. And it's terrifying enough for any any child from going into year six, from being in a safe environment, uh, to then, again, not go, not saying that high school isn't safe, but it's new, it's, it is scary. You're this tiny little kid and you're now walking the same halls as, you know, 15, 16-year-old teenagers. And it, it's it, to think of that just as it is by itself is a scary thought. Uh, but for me, it was um, doing over the course of the summer, um, I realised um, I've always kind of, again, I'm using like quotation marks as not necessarily been like a normal boy. Um, so for those just to be not to be around the boys, so obviously um, I, I am gay. Um, and at the time it was kind of not again, it's not a new thing. It's it's been around for you know it's been talked about and for a very long time i'm not the, i'm not the first person to claim that he's gay <laughs> uh you know it's been around people have heard of it but i hadn't i hadn't really been taught about it i hadn't really been educated or anything you know i didn't have any older siblings and um it was just wasn't discussed so when people kind of you know, either said it to me uh, as insults. I generally didn't know what it was, or if I did, it was I didn't know, know fully understand what you know what it actually meant. Um, so I kind of realised, am I? I don't again, but not really knowing what it. Just raising questions. Yeah, sort of I was, thing. yeah. I was kind of just battling with myself, really. Um, and so going into high school was kind of terrifying because it was kind of. Um, those kind of questions were more apparent and they kind of kept popping in my head more and more and more as I went on. Because I can imagine Kurt Michael Primary School was probably very close, very small classes. Yes. And, so the, and QE2 is not the biggest school in the world, but it's no, still it's not, a no. huge step up from yeah, Kurt Michael so and just my, the range of kids. I think in my year there was maybe 14. Mm. That's so, crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. So there was 14 of us. And, luckily, and they've all been brought up with you, so just yeah. know you for who you are. Yeah. 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 So it was um, yeah, a major stepping stone and a massive change for just to go just to go into school by just in general yeah um one of the most powerful quotes from the article you wrote was acting every day yeah and that one that one really jumped out of me it's just the thought of 
having to hide or act to be or pretend to be something really different and no one's takes a long time and a lot of people in school aren't quite comfortable with who they are yet but to actually feel like i have to be entirely someone else without people being able to accept me like that was yeah that really jumped out at me it was for me it was more um it became more apparent as obviously as i got a bit older um i can't kids from year seven and year eight everyone's kind of just learning their new surroundings anyway and they don't really take notice of each other i suppose they're kind of just getting by themselves and they've all got their own like everyone's trying to find you know where they fit in and so but once people have kind of found that so go to maybe year nine and year ten that's Mm -hmm. when they kind of look around to see everyone else and that's when it kind of as soon as they feel like i've I've kind of got this now and then like like, they "Mm." figured out for themselves and then that's they kind of like look around not obviously they're not saying kids are vultures but some some are. Some are. Some are. So, um, yeah, it was like I had to literally just, I don't know, the way I'd be conscious about the way I walked, like the way I spoke, how, I don't know, just everything. I didn't even know what, you know, I just basically I just tried to hide any aspect that could give me away. And I was exhausted. Like I'd go home every day and I'd be like, can't believe I got away with it for another day. Can't wait to do it all again tomorrow. And I was just, yeah, just thinking about it now, just it's making me tired. Yeah, and because you obviously discussed the toll that had on you. Yeah. Um, and sort of the main piece of advice was just to communicate with someone mm-hmm. in in some regard. I don't know if you had anyone that you did communicate through school or if it was literally just doing your best to be as much of a closed book as possible. Yeah, so I am still, I, well, not so much now. Like if people want to talk to me about anything, then I am very more open than I used to be, but I'm not really a discussion starter. I jump in, but I never really. Oh, why did we talk about this? So, like, mm-hmm. that's just not who I am. Um, but in school, I was a massive closed book. Um, I had obviously I had a lovely friend group, and they accepted me for who I was. But th- then there was I didn't communicate with them either. It was kind of just we'd have a laugh, um, we'd be together, you know, to just make each other like happy while we were in school. But I never really spoke to anyone. You know, and deeper conversations. Right? Yeah, like there was. You know, a few friends when I did eventually come out, um, a few friends did obviously know because friends do. They, they you know, they're not, they're not stupid. Um, but there were a few people that were generally shocked by it, and they were like, "Oh, we had no idea." You know, why? Some people that were offended, like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And uh, it's, it's such a personal thing that it was. I think saying it out loud made it a reality. Yeah, definitely. So if I just ignored it and just pretended to be someone else, then it's just easier. Yeah. But that isn't always the best answer yeah really. absolutely so take us through that sort of process so you mm. you left school at 16 yeah you went to college i did yes so um i had the choice to stay on to do a level um and i kind of for some reason didn't want to it's not that i didn't have a bad experience in school i generally towards the end of the year um you know everyone has ups and ups and downs throughout life anyway and in school but for some reason i just didn't stay on um i wanted to pursue art and design so i went to study that in college um, and even then, that's for that was for, for two years, and again, I wasn't, it didn't come out. Um, even more so, people asked me every day, like Liam, are you, you know, do you like boys or do you like girls? And I'd like, I don't know, I'd make a joke about something just to. That was my defense mechanism. Or just I'd like laugh it off and be like, oh, I'm just waiting for a, a certain celebrity to message me back, or I don't know. And then they kind of look at me like, yeah, but are you? And then I just like, oh, I've got to go. You know, like, that's crazy. Oh, so I didn't really think about that about people actually raising the conversation with you because 
yeah, that's something a few that people did. I'd feel uncomfortable doing myself. Like as yeah. a, if I was a mate, I wouldn't want to put anyone in that position. And it's not that they were doing it in like a nasty no, way. No, They're just asking. But yeah, even in itself, it's it's quite um, taking me out of the equation. If it was just like, literally just two friends, um, I had I, to be fair. I had one friend that did ask me during school, and I just li- I lied and I said no, and that was that was my opportunity. And it, uh, yeah. but it was wasn't kind of. He didn't mean it in a negative way, but he just the way he fro- like phrased it, it was almost like, "Are you okay with it if I was, or are you not?" Because I can't tell. So just be again, just be on the safe side. I just denied, denied, and denied. Yeah. Um, and I hid behind the fact because I did motocross. That um, did make, some of the statements you made in the article really made me laugh about it motocross. It was so. Well. It was just. I think if I didn't do motocross, and this is again, this is crazy to even say, but if I didn't do it. It would, because although people would say it or like say it at me, like, oh, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. But then people would generally, like, people I didn't even know, were like, yeah, but you can't be gay because he does motocross. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's isn't it? so ridiculous. And then, oh. but in my head, like, I'd be laughing, but then I'd just be like, do you know, yeah, yeah, well, obviously. Like, am, am, am I gay because I do motocross? Like, am, am I not gay? Like, I'm not really sure. And just, it just seems just a ridiculous so question to even just, have these let, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd let people answer it for me and then I just kind of just walked away, like, thank God, someone, like, said that but then thinking it is ridiculous yeah like there are so many like gay athletes and gay sportsmen people that doesn't mean that, that you can't nothing. do motocross it, like, mean, it means nothing yeah it literally means nothing yeah. um so obviously you moved from so college at 18 yeah i we didn't actually chat about this yesterday no. so from 18 we sort of chatted about how you came out to friends around 21 ish mm-hmm. um what did you do after 18 um, it was quite a tricky one. Straight into work. Yeah, but the problem was, it was, again, I'm not really relating it to the fact that I was struggling with my identity, but I think it does help. If you don't know who you are, it's you don't know what you want to do. So once I left college, it was a case of, now what? Because I still, at the time, didn't know. Well, I did know, but I didn't accept it. I didn't kind of embrace who I was. Um, it and then it was kind of just oh, I need to get a job. I need I need some kind of income to then figure it out. So um, every job you can think of, I've done. Um, I'd love it if you elaborate because I think I think it's it's so important for people to see that it's just so fine to oh, go yeah. through that process. Oh, literally. So like some people, I think some people just strike lucky and they'll go they'll go to school. They know what they want to do in the last sort of few years of high school. They'll work towards that, and then as soon as they leave, they're in the next, they, they go to uni, and then their career steps are just so perfectly in place for them, and that's great. And if people have, fa- if people have that, then, you know, just count yourself, lo- count yourself lucky. Um, but for me, it, my, <laughs> I was kind of just hopping from one step to another and just kind of just seeing which one stayed afloat. <laughs> yeah. So if, my first job was actually at Onken Park, I think, okay. as a boat boy. Wow, really? Yeah, so <laughs> um, that one. I was only there for a few weeks because um, I fell in, I fell into the lake. <laughs> yeah, so I had, basically my job was basically just, um, do you know, I don't know if you've ever been, but it's the kids that go on the, the motor, motor yeah, boats yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've always got that guy there or, or girl who's basically just keeping the boats attached and making sure everything's fine. Yeah. Yes, did that for a while and didn't last very long. Um, I then, I think after that, I actually worked at McDonald's for a bit. Um, they're recruiting now. They are recruiting, so if anyone's looking for a job, yeah, they must did it. So 
Exactly. See that. See that. The thing is, like, people have such like a, a warped view of just job. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And but again, I was. Um, I didn't tell anyone that I worked there either. Like, I was just. I, I very much let society dictate how I live my life, mm-hmm. and it was really hard for me to just be like, "Why am I doing this?" Like, if I seen people come through the driveway, I would like dash into the kitchen and like disappear. And then people message me like, "Liam, did I see you in the kitchen?" I'm like, "Um, well, no, because obviously I'm at home, so no." <laughs> But then, like, yeah. no, Liam, we saw you. I'm like, no, and it's sorry. not even like it, as if it's a problem. They're just yeah. asking. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I assume that. I hope they. No, yeah, no, yeah. Be, you know, yeah, like. they were fine. Um, so I stayed there for a few years. Um, worked for my dad. Uh, worked for my dad for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. which is an outdoor power and plant in a garage. Um, as, well, he's a mechanic, and obviously it was just again. Um, my brother works there, but it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad very kindly gave me the opportunity to learn the ropes, but I. I can't even fix a bike chain. Like it's just Fair. again not for me. Not your skill set. Yeah. Um. I then was actually bin man for a little bit. I love this. It's um, so, it's so good. This people will be so. I don't know how many people even know this this story. But not many th- people do. I, and I think it's so. I think it's so cool. Honestly. Like, it's one of those where when I tell people they just laugh and like no you weren't. I'm like no I was for quite a while. I was bin man for like a year and a half maybe. I, I, I love it honestly. Um. I used to get up at like five a.m. Drive all the way to Onken go around um, again but at the time I was not embarrassed but I just felt lost because I didn't know what I was doing um, and I was j- it was great hours and it was great pay um, I lost loads of weight which is great um, but I knew it wasn't a career for me and I'm not slating people that do that now it, it, you know it is a great job it needs to be done um, I mean you've done it it's hard it's hard it's it was so hard work um, you know so I give credit to the people that look the people that do it um and then after that i kind of went into restaurant work and then um i did a bit in worked at home and Brewery for a little bit mm-hmm. as kind of done lots of different things haven't you yeah and it's then cooler. yeah and then i worked in river island for part-time and uh, i was lucky enough to get a tattoo apprenticeship um but it didn't work out so i was then just i was literally just part-time in river island and i was um, would have been, must have been 22, 23. Okay. And also I was, I was at that age there where I was just like, well, now what? Need to, starting yeah. to think, right, actually I need a career. In yeah, there. and then that's went to the Manx's PCA and that's where I am now. Ace, so, yeah. not so cool. So one thing I wanted to 100% make sure we get across here, mm-hmm. the sort of process of going from that sort of 12, 13 year old that wasn't yeah. quite sure of himself through to Liam at 24, 25, yeah. you were pretty self-assured and you'd sort of got to a good place before your platform took off and this is one thing i wanted to make sure i, I sort of got across or yeah. at least be discussed because i'd never want people to think you becoming self-assured and having that confidence and ability to you know own who you are that i hope we can discuss how that didn't come from the platform no. kind of got to that point and then the platform blew up it was it was very much a um Excuse me. Don't worry. I don't want to burp on. <laughs> it was very much a kind of happened at the same sort of time. They overlapped mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so when I did finally come out and I did finally accept what was going on, um, and I essentially found myself doing a. I decided to go on Channel Four. They approached me to go on to a dating show, and it was a massive year-long project where I had to film myself for an entire year. Um, it was called A Year to Fall in Love and from my kind of, it was basically from my um, viewpoint of 
being gay on the Isle of Man, it wasn't just me, there was other people around the UK. Um, but for me, it was basically just showcasing how generally it was hard to meet people. Um, it's hard to meet people on the Isle of Man anyway, in, generally, in general, but to be gay on top of that, uh, or however you identify that isn't just, again, what is classes in brackets normal, mm-hmm. um, it's it was really tricky. So I kind of wanted to showcase my journey of that. And regardless if I found love at the end or not, it was basically just, I thought it's a great way to kind of accept it. Again, I just wanted to just put myself out there more. Um, I wanted to work my confidence because I've always been quite an insecure person. Um, I never really liked talking in class. Uh, I hated when they, you know, it came to me when I had to read out loud. Um, like stuff like this, I just never would have dreamed of doing mm-hmm. like years ago. So I thought my project at the time was just to work on myself and just make myself better, not even in a, in a confident, like, look at me way, but just so I could breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and I met Jack. Um, but at the same time as I was filming, I went viral. Um, literally just around the time I finished and the timing of it w- was just it was just fluky it was just it was that it was that close time I didn't realize it was that, yeah actually, it actually so. it overlapped so oh, I was wow, still okay. filming um, or I just finished filming I can't really remember so I think I just show finished. actually so the show hadn't aired no 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 it, had, no it hadn't aired but so, you, I didn't realize this so you started at channel four yeah and then before it aired so it's went, literally wow. people wow. thought like my platform I did get a bit of a, a like a following from the show but it actually happened before it aired and people think oh well it's from that but it wasn't it was it wow, literally okay. just it, again two fluky things happened in the same kind of year and they overlapped each other and I was kind of just trying to deal with two things at once um but I think I was in a good place at the time that I could handle it mm-hmm. and not everyone you know if it happened to me the year before or even or worst case scenario what if I was you know just finished school I don't know how I would have dealt with it because exactly. it, it was a lot mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes it still is a lot um, yeah definitely yeah imagine. so it can be quite tricky yeah so so how did that kind of blowing up affect you particularly around you know you obviously you, your confidence but even just your general well-being suddenly going from feeling like a pretty feeling pretty regular to then suddenly having this platform and all these people that yeah, um, want to interact with you it's hard because I still see myself as just a regular person mm-hmm. um and I am um and I'm not comparing myself to the like the Kardashians or like Love <laughs> Islanders that have like millions of followers because I've only literally got a quarter of that but even then I don't think I'd want that mm-hmm. knowing how knowing what I've got now I think as you know everyone kind of the 21st century dream of like having a large platform but then is it because once you get it it's not really what you th- think mm-hmm. um it can be quite st- not stressful but quite um overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. with comments and especially with the world of social media now anyway it, it can be quite um a negative thing if you allow it to be and it's quite hard to find the balance um but that's not to say i don't use my platform for good use um obviously Definitely, it comes yeah. in handy with the with obviously with work with, with manx's pca and I always try to showcase like positive things, um, and my comments have kind of my negative comments have died down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only because my block list is just so long now. So, um, so <laughs> I've just had to filter. It's it took a long time, but like my yeah th- to filter all the negative people out, yeah. it took a while. Yeah. One thing I found absolutely hilarious was 
you shared something on your story about I think someone had tried to give you a negative comment about you sharing something to do with the Manx SPCA uh, yeah. saying you're paid to do this or something and then you were just like well actually it's my full time job it's my full so, time yeah thank you. so it was oh, I can't the, basically it was a quite lot recently of, yeah a lot of people think that um, oh it's because you get brand deals Liam you're an influencer again whatever that means yeah um, you know you don't have a full time job you just live on social media that, that's your world and it's like well no, no because I have a, I I have a full-time job i mm-hmm. work nine to five just like everyone else that's important to get yeah across and that's well. and that's in, the other thing as well um not to divert the conversation but um when it all started going up it, like when it first blew up my engagement and reach were even like double than what it is now it has died down a lot um and i was getting contacted at left right and center from different like organizations and brands and they wanted me to do x y and z and blah 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 and then a part of me did think, oh, maybe I don't need to work. Maybe I can just do this. But I think it's important to, again, if people want to do that, then by all means. But I think it's important to stay who you are. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, well, hang on. So let me get my words right. So for me, if it all disappeared tomorrow, what would you have left? Like we spoke about this yesterday yes. as well. So I would still be working uh, at the Manx's PCA. I would still have my family and my friends and uh, my partner as well. And regardless of if I had a huge platform or if I didn't, I'd still be putting out the same positive stuff, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's online or if it's verbal or if it's on the radio, yeah. I'd still be myself. So yeah. I, that's why I stayed. And obviously it's not a secured thing. It's I wanted to do something I generally really loved and I wanted to help. Uh, so that's why I stayed. And yeah. That's awesome. um, yeah. Yeah, because even then it's just that if you stripped away everything, like you're happy in yourself and that is the most important thing. Well, yeah. Because everything else, all the success in whether it's any job, be it as, you know, just at the MSPCA or online or anything else you do, like you need to be in like that good place yeah. you know, and feel self-assured. I think it's so important. The pro- well, it's not a problem, but I think going back to the likes of, you see it again on social media with Love Islanders, um, it's the pressure of staying mm-hmm. relevant and once you do something that's because i've been asked it before and it, uh, once i did the channel four thing it's like so what are you going to do now liam and yeah. i was just like well probably go back to work well, just do my job you and... probably just do my job and it's like oh you're not going to go go to la and i'm thinking what why like yeah like people get opportunities but they that's all they they don't have to be you don't have to up yourself every single time yeah. that's what i love it's, it's pretty genuine because you'll see some people like you, you're on a dating show yeah it'd be so easy for you to have got on another dating show yeah. but you weren't because you were genuine and you met someone on the dating yeah. show and now you're still with them now I'm still with them yeah. now yes. rather than going oh I'm just going to give first dates a crack so that, well that's it see you later Jack yeah like, Jack. No, <laughs> like no that's not you and you've, you know yeah it was genuine which I love um, one thing we chatted a bit about yesterday was mm-hmm. obviously you got some sort of negative flack coming through school yeah but obviously now with such a big platform you're extremely exposed to getting these sort of negative mm. comments and that's hard to get away from did those sort of comments coming through school or do you feel that they help put you in a better position to handle that sort of negative or negative um, comments and trolling sort of later on or is it still something that's difficult to manage just I mean, i'm sure a lot of people will be interested to hear about that it's it is tricky because i think you always hear and you always hear adults say it is um oh everyone gets a little bit bullied in school it adds character growth and it's like, does it? <laughs> because for me, it was it was different. It's a different kind of 
um, comments. So they, they were more face to face in school. And, you know, years ago, it was more direct and mm-hmm. I couldn't really escape. Um, whereas online, although, although you, you know, you can just turn your phone off and you, and you can just walk away from it. It affects you differently, I think, and it's more of a, a fact is, no matter what you do, when it's on social media, you physically, it's just going to be there. At least at school, you could go home and have, you know, go about and do your, the rest of your day, or if it's that one, you know, like quite awful encounter, regardless if it's indoor or out school, you can just get on with your day. And for me, again, this is just personally, it, when I had an encounter in school that was negative, I could just go to my next class and it com- I don't know why, but I just completely forget about it. That's pretty special. I don't think that many people could do that. But I would think about it later on, like it would build up. I kind of like collected mm-hmm. them. But at the time I didn't really process because I just wanted to keep my head down and focus on school. Okay. But because on social media, it was, I was, oh, the thing was, is that I enjoyed it as well. Like I had to, I had, the thing was I had to be on social media because of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my job role is PR and fundraiser. Which shows a massive that is yeah. social media. Yeah. And so a lot of it is managing the Facebook accounts and Instagram, Twitter and yeah, it, you know, people could argue, yeah, but Liam, you could just delete your account. And it's like, yeah, but people shouldn't, regardless if it's me or not, people shouldn't have to do that. Just because people just because negative. Yeah, but the thing is, is it can, you if you let it, you it can really affect you. Um, a few times, like, my partner, Jack, would have to, he'd see, like, I don't know, we'd be having, like, watching a film, and I'd check my phone, and then he'd see my face drop, and he'd be like, what's wrong? I'd be like, oh, nothing. And he'd be like, you've seen a comment, haven't you? And I'm like, no. And he'd like, let me see. And then he'll read it and be like, just delete it. Just like, just don't look at it. It's fine. But the thing for me was, it was such a large, it's such a large platform. A lot of people that follow me then also see that as well. And it, it can be a trigger for them. Like if they see someone like me that's getting it, then they don't want to be exposed by that. So it's, it doesn't just affect me. It can affect your whole network, my whole network. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it's um, not so bad anymore, but yeah give it six months ago was quite yeah yeah but i mean even your family can i'm sure it's it's half your family as well because i know from a sporting background parents and siblings that really struggle even seeing negative comments about well about their a certain someone mm. on twitter on facebook people discussing things i can imagine that was a big thing for them through like that documentary and even now you still have on that platform yeah um, with the documentary my um Certain family members were generally quite concerned. Um, they didn't want me to do it. And my argument was, if I was straight, would you have the same concerns? It's a great argument. And they kind of didn't have an answer for it. And I said, it's because I'm gay, isn't it? And they, they, were, they didn't want to admit it, but I could see it, that that's what the reason was. Yeah. And I said, um, at the end of the day, the, you know, the, the, sorry, another argument for them was, why does it have to be you that, that does it? Why can't you just let someone else do it? And it's just like, yeah, but... I've been given the opportunity to do it. It's it's not anyone else. It's fallen on my lap. I've mm-hmm. been given an opportunity to to at least talk about it. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I? Just quite, because you quite. I hate the I hate the phrase "game proud." It's just so old and just yeah. not what you want. But it takes some people to be to put themselves out there like that to make other people feel comfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like um, we spoke about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was um, for me. I there was multiple um, reasons why I did it. And it wasn't really to go on TV, although it was kind of weird seeing myself. And I only watched the first episode 
because um, I didn't. Did you not watch the rest of it? Well, I watched. I had to watch it before it aired because I wanted to make sure like they didn't put anything that could like either put work in a bad light or X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, so I watched it privately, but when it actually aired, I didn't watch it all because I, you know, I lived it. <laughs> you don't need to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know the outcome. Like Jack was there with me. Like it's fine. I think I know how it ends. It's fine. <laughs> um, but. Oh my god! Do you know what? I just lost track of the trail of thought. I know what I wanted to say, and it was about, well, kind of being that kind of influencer and making other people feel comfortable about. Right. Okay. Who they are. So, so I'm just gonna coax you into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's been a long day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so for me, so that wasn't the main reason of doing it. I generally did want to meet someone, and I thought it could be an interesting way to meet someone, and I did. Um, but another part of me was I generally just everything that I try and do is I just even if I just help one person. That is that was my goal is just to mm-hmm. it, I didn't have any people in the LGBTQ community in the media when I was growing up, just like a lot of people didn't. And I didn't want to be the face of it of like whatever that means. I don't want that. I just wanted to be a normal person living a normal life that people can relate to and be like, oh, he's living his, his best life. Then I can as well. Yeah. Um, which brings me on to what I was about to say. Was, um, <laughs> it took a, about I think it was a few months after. Um, Surprisingly, I didn't, which I didn't look for uh, feedback, um, like online, obviously, like on Twitter or anything. Um, I kind of avoided it. Um, but what that did come onto my radar was generally positive, so it was great. Um, but the my favorite thing about the whole experience was that I was walking Luna um, down Belira, and this car like drove past me and indicated and pulled in. And I generally thought, oh, they've here, they're here to see Luna. Like at the time, it was quite. That's when it just kind of happened. So people were kind of. I couldn't even walk five minutes without someone. Is that Luna? They didn't know my name, but they knew, <laughs> but they knew her name. So I just assumed it'd be for her. So I was kind of, you know, stood there like, okay, like stroke the dog. Yeah, okay, <laughs> come on, make it quick. Um, and then she went, oh, are you Liam? And I was like, oh, I'm very she knows kind. my name. She knows my yeah. name. And then, oh, this is my son. Um, I think he must have been around maybe eleven or twelve year seven maybe um just wanted to say this is what she said just wanted to say that we watched the show um if i'm honest we only watched it because you're from the isle of man and we seen in you know like in the newspapers we wanted to have a look um just like everyone else does um (laughs) and she just said i just wanted to let you know the only reason why i pulled over was because after we watched the show we watched all all episodes and um afterwards uh, my son came out to me and it was just such a moment where I kind of just froze because it was just it wasn't because I it wasn't they didn't come out because I was gay they'd seen again what I was looking for growing up that I was finally I was that person for that that, for that Mm -hmm. boy so it's pretty special really. yeah it it was just such a moment that I kind of just for the rest of that day and even for the rest of the week I was just like basking in that is why I did it that's the, the only reason why I wanted to do something like that um so which is pretty amazing yeah it it? was that's pretty special um so to sort of wrap it up Mm -hmm. what would you give or what would you say to 15 year old liam to help him sort of find who he is anything to sort of it's a tricky one to get you through Um, high school because we again yeah it's it is a tricky one because it's not the whole it's going to be okay thing because sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. um what I wish I would have done, if I could go back, I generally would go back. Um, and my, some of my friends just say I wouldn't I wouldn't go back to school. I think I would. I would go back and I, I would do things differently. Um, 
I think I probably would play it safe still, only because that's the kind of person that I am. Um, but I think I would trust people more. Um, you know, if there is people that are listening that are in school and you're in that kind of a similar environment where you don't really know who you are, but you want to kind of express or at least confine in someone, um, I wish there was someone, there was people like you, like I'll listen or an adult or just a friend that I trusted just to get it off my chest, at least to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not even to, not even coming out, but just saying like, oh, I'm feeling this particular way. Um, what do you think I should do about it? Um, you know, do you think it's normal? Which of course it is, but I think it generally does help massively, regardless of if, if you're coming out or generally if you just have, if it's problems at home or any like issue, I never did that. And I never, I never, I literally kept it all in, which was probably my biggest mistake in high school. Hmm. And I think if I could give advice to 15, 15 year old Liam was just, yeah, hang in there. Like it will be fine. But if you want to make it a bit easier for yourself, here are some tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, knock yourself out. Um, just communicate. Yeah, just communicate. That's actually the biggest key. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming in again. No problems. See you on your time. So I hope everyone found that as fascinating as I did. I feel like I'm learning so much from these conversations and particularly from Liam as such a unique experience through school and hopefully one that a lot of people can take value from as ever please share this episode with anyone you feel it was down well with anyone you feel it could add value to send it their way or simply just share to a mate as ever please do subscribe and yeah episodes released every thursday look forward to having back here same time next week